This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, the calendar has turned to October, and in many parts of the country, there's an increasing chill in the air, but that also means Halloween. One of my favorite times of year, considered the spookiest time of year, and my Halloween is probably going to look differently this year because of the pandemic, there's still ample opportunity to put your favorite witch's hat on or throw us in a set of vampire teeth and enjoy some tricks and treats. <laughs> Hey, so with Halloween in mind, we're going to discuss, uh, I wanted to do a Halloween-themed show today, Ooh, so spooky. we're going to look at potential retirement mistakes that could uh, potentially make the uh, hair-raising impact on the back of your neck, and it could have a really spooky effect on your post-working life. But before we venture deeper into the potential retirement mistakes, let me introduce my favorite ghoul, I, I mean... <laughs> co-host tony shore tony how are you today oh well i was good until that intro where you called me a ghoul <laughs> wow that's uh that's crazy uh but yeah it's that time of year october and it's fall and i i do love this time of year you know uh even even in hawaii the temps cool a little bit right yeah yeah we're, we're we finally made that little turn it's not hot i'm going to be turning the hot tub up from uh, 90 up to 99 <laughs> <laughs> well seriously it is it is fun and i love halloween of course this year it's going to be very different because of covid uh but it's funny it's a fun little analogy you're making but how have you been greg are you keeping busy there yeah actually i am uh you know we talked about a couple of weeks ago you know how we did our first virtual uh workshops uh for our federal employees and um it's been keeping me busy to be honest with you. I mean, it's, uh, and it's kind of unique, um, working from home now, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get used to it. I used to drive all over the Island and go to my office and man, I haven't been to my office in a couple months. I'm, I'm been working at home pretty much nonstop. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I've, I've been doing the same thing, of course, uh, working from home and it's been working out great for me. Uh, and just kind of hunkering down. I mean, after a while, everybody gets tired of, of things and working from home, but I enjoy it. I'm hoping I can continue to do this, to be honest. But, you know, uh, I do love Halloween with all these plastic skeletons hanging from porch hooks or giant inflatable Frankensteins and all that sweet, sweet candy. But you know what? Speaking of Halloween and Frankenstein, I learned something that I didn't previously know. And Greg, maybe you knew this. Uh, but the name of the mad scientist who created the monster in the original story was called Frankenstein. That was the mad scientist. But the monster didn't actually have a name. Yeah, yeah it's Dr. Frankenstein. That's right. Yeah. And so and he never got a name. We, we ought to name him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> should name him 
Frankie. <clears throat> Frankie, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's a fun factoid uh, to get us rolling today. And, you know, as always, you know, I read a lot of financial articles to, to kind of get inspiration for our show. And this one, you know, kind of struck me because it, it did have kind of a spooky uh, vibe to it. And this one was from uh, Kiplinger and it's titled 16 Retirement Mistakes You Will Regret Forever. So it kind of gave it a little spooky, uh, you know, vibe to it. And it had uh, quite a number of items mentioned, and they're bound to give you nightmares more than a horror movie. And there's actually 16 points in this article. So I'm going to try to fly through them for it fairly quickly. The first potential mistakes the, uh, the article urges you to avoid, like a house with the lights off during trick-or-treating, is hastily relocating. So if you live on the mainland in a four season climate, you know, maybe the notion of another winter coming up and frigid temperatures and snow blowing in your driveway might not sound like a good way to enjoy retirement. But if you move someplace warm, for example, are you going to be entirely sure that you're going to be okay living in a community that you're not really that familiar with? You know, will golf, walks on the beach, afternoons around the pool really make up for being a long distance from your family and friends? Well, yeah, definitely. And I think those are great questions. Uh, In my mind, you should probably visit that potential relocation destination a number of times before you take the plunge. A lot of people think about relocating when they retire. My wife and Mm -hmm. I have already discussed it, and we're not even close yet, but we talk about hey, we want to downsize, but I think it's a good idea to rent for a while before you purchase a home or move to a new location. I mean, maybe your new hometown wouldn't get into the Halloween spirit as much as your current home. And and that, to me, sounds scary. Yeah. And uh, a strategy mistake can certainly turn a dream into a nightmare uh, very quickly, Tony. And another potential mistake that should send cold shivers down your spine is falling for a financial scam. And in fact, as the article notes, more than 3 million Americans filed fraud complaints with the FTC in 2016. And of that number, 37% were filed by people 60 and older. So all told, victims reported forking over a staggering $744 million to crooks. The best way to protect yourself is to be suspicious of anything, asking for wire transfers or fees to receive a prize or anything aggressively seeking any sensitive information, bank account number, credit card numbers, socials. Just remember, you don't owe anybody anything. So if something gives you an off feeling in your gut, trust it. Well, yeah, definitely. And I guess you should stick to the timeless wisdom that if something sounds too good to be true, it probably <clears throat> is. It's like when you were a kid and who heard a rumor that, that someone was giving away those king size candy bars on Halloween, but then you got there and it was just the fun size. Totally disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I like how we're keeping the Halloween vibe going. Yeah, and, I'm trying. I'm you know, trying. Speaking of that, why, why do they call them fun sizes? You know, there's nothing really fun about those fun sizes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> They're <true>. little minis. <laughs> yep, that's true. Um, but another potential mistake you should work to avoid in retirement is that the idea that you'll be able to work longer than age 65 if you want to. Because as the article notes, a Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies survey explained that over half of respondents intended to work past their 65th birthday. But here's the kicker. According to the U.S. Department of Labor stats, only one in five people older than 65 is employed. So the best plan may be well to understand that working past 65 might be largely out of your control. 
So act accordingly by saving and working with a financial services professional to explore investments and products that might provide you with stable retirement income. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. And, you know, I think it's a great point. Now, uh, a lot of people may see their own perspectives change uh, on this one over time. But if you're in your early 50s, you, you probably love your job and can easily imagine staying put for another 20 years, or you might love your job and, and want to stay put. But then yeah, you get into your early 60s, get closer to 65, then you're probably going to be at a point where, hey, retirement can't come fast enough. I know that happens to some people. So you just never know. Uh, your strategy should address several different scenarios, right? Yeah, excellent point. And that's actually how my mom retired. She would never uh, commit to an age. And she just, I love my job. I love my job. And then all of a sudden they started changing things on her. And she's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so yeah, I have to prepare for all of that. <clears throat> um, but the next potential mistake is is putting off saving uh, for retirement. The article shares a bank rate survey that notes that many respondents older than 50 expressed regret at waiting too long to sock money away. Uh, and that's something that I hear quite a lot about. And if you're one of those folks who have waited too long to start saving for your retirement, there could be some good news. Once you turn 50, you can contribute catch-up payments to your various retirement accounts. So in 2020, that means an additional 6,500 in your 401k, beyond that standard of 19.5. And for traditional IRAs and Roths, you can contribute another thousand beyond the standard uh, 5,500. So there's a catch-up provision that the IRS will allow. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's handy. And so obviously uh, we need to take keep that in mind. And I think this has been a great discussion so far, but people need to work with a financial professional, somebody they can trust uh, when planning out all this, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. If you have any questions on today's show, if you'd like an assessment of your retirement situation, I encourage our listeners to give our office a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. All right. Sounds great. And it's a great show today. We've been talking about, you know, the Halloween season and you've been giving us some of the spookiest potential retirement mistakes that people make. And Greg, we're not talking spooky like your old candy corn here, right? We're talking about the <laughs> kind of spooky that takes a bite out of your wallet. Um, and, you know, these potential retirement mistakes, I think they're just lurking in the shadows, getting ready to jump out and scare us. Exactly. And there's another one um, mentioned. The next potential mistake is claiming your Social Security too early. So while you can begin claiming at 62, your monthly check will be permanently reduced by as much as 30% for the rest of your life. So if you wait until your full retirement age, which is dictated by your year of birth between 66 and 67, you'll receive 100% of your benefit. But you don't have to file at full retirement age. You can wait until 70 and you're going to earn an additional 8% per year in the form of delayed retirement credits. And then it stops at age 70 at that point that, you know, the magic number, the big seven O is the latest uh, you can file. Oh, okay. So I know we've talked about social security before on the show, but I, I can't think of many things more worrying than leaving money you're entitled to just sitting on the table so, you know, if you're in good health and you enjoy your work, it, it, there's clearly a huge economic advantage to work until you're 67, if not 70, if you're able then, right? Exactly. And and look, I get it. You know, retirement, 
like Halloween, is, is exciting. And every kid knows that you don't head out for trick-or-treating at 4 o'clock. You have to wait for just the right time. And it's much the same when you file for Social Security. You got to wait for the right time. Now, the next potential mistake is borrowing from your 401k or employer-sponsored plan. You know, on the surface, taking a loan from your 401k might seem like a good idea because your plan, if it allows borrowing, there's no tax implications. You got five years to pay it back. But in short of an actual financial emergency, you're almost always better off leaving that money alone until you retire. The article notes that during the months you've taken a loan from your 401k, you're likely also stop making contributions, which means you're not getting that match from your employer. So you're losing out on that free money. Well, I don't want to lose out on free money, Greg. That's that's not what I want to do. And let's not forget about the interest. I mean, uh, you, t- you mentioned interest and compounding interest. If you borrow from your 401k, you're going to end up paying the interest on that with after-tax money before paying taxes on that same money again after you retire. Plus, you're going to miss out on the compounding interest you would have made on it. So to me, that's a scenario spookier than any horror movie villain out there. Yeah, that could have long-term ramifications, and I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. Um, the next potential retirement stake may seem a little counterintuitive at first, but it makes sense when you think about it. And the mistake is getting rid of too much stuff too soon. Minimalism is all the rage these days, and getting rid of stuff you truly don't need really is never a bad idea. And my mother-in-law does that and she's really good at that. Um, However, it's possible that if your retirement free time leads to several trips to Goodwill, you might come to regret it. You know, I mean, ultimately you want to be thoughtful about what you get rid of. And sure, it can sting if it turns out you tossed out something with sentimental value. But if you trash your old financial records or any legal documents that you assume you no longer need, and it turns out that you did need them, it could do a lot more than just sting. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that would really sting. And I think it's definitely a hair raiser. Obviously, uh, a lot of retired people out there are going to downsize uh, from the home they raise their kids into something more manageable. And that does mean a lot of stuff has to go. And we all collect a lot of stuff. I know my wife and I have lived in the same home over 23 years now, and we've <laughs> accumulated so much stuff but, you know, also don't let's not forget how it feels that week after Halloween when you discovered your mom had thrown out the rest of your trick or treat loot because she assumed you didn't want it anymore. Ever have that happen? <laughs> yeah. That last bit of Halloween candy disappearing from under your bed is a childhood nightmare um, that I'm sure a lot of us uh, have experienced. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's that funny. Is, um, that is scary. We, we learned about the Switch Witch. Have you ever heard of that one? Boy, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so if your kid's got like a big, you know, pillowcase full of candy um, and you don't want him to eat him or her to eat that much, you steal it and replace it with a toy. Switch Witch came. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's I, I hadn't heard that one, actually. That's crazy. <laughs> well, and I think, uh, you know, uh, there's this has been a good one. I mean, we're talking about Halloween reminiscing here a little bit. But having a really informative conversation about uh, some potentially common and very serious retirement mistakes. So, Greg, how would you like to get us going for this uh, final segment today? Well, the next item in the Kiplinger article, and if you guys, uh, any of our listeners want to to read this, it's titled 16 uh, Retirement Mistakes You Will Regret Forever. And it's almost certainly spookier than any haunted house you've been to. Um, And it's 
timeshares. Ooh. <laughs> oh no. One you've you've punched once you've punched that, you know, time clock, the metaphorical time clock for the last time, you probably want to go out and travel and you want to go places to see the country. And with that in mind, a timeshare might have seemed like a good idea, but there's really a mountain of evidence uh, suggesting you shouldn't do it. And beyond the money you first pay for it, um, there's kind of hidden costs in there. Maintenance fees, assessments uh, for renovations, cleaning fees. Don't forget about the cost of traveling to and from the timeshare. And if you change your mind and want time out of your timeshare, well, the market is saturated with them, which means selling isn't going to be easy. Well, that's true. And I mean, you know, the feeling you get in a vampire movie when the the music turns uh, spooky or gets ominous and dark and the coffin lid slowly opens. I get that same feeling whenever I hear the words timeshare. Yes, I have a couple of friends (laughs) that kind of got burned on that. And, you know, but to be fair, a timeshare can be a good play for some people, um, but it's not a decision that should be made with a tremendous amount of uh, you know, an impulse decision. You really got to think about it and understand all of the potential negatives. And the next potential retirement mistake that could leave you with consequences is not addressing long-term care. Now, and I understand, you know, talking about long-term care is to some degree admitting your own mortality, which is never pleasant. But as the article notes, in 2019, the national median cost for assisted living was 48000 and private nursing home was a nightmarish 100,000. Um, you can double those figures for Hawaii. Uh, that's a national average, but we're double that here. And when it comes to long-term care, I really urge our listeners to meet with a financial service professional to go over all options. Well, yeah, working with somebody like yourself uh, is so important because you look at the big picture and you've done this for so many people uh, previously. And things like long-term care insurance aren't fun to contemplate or deal with, but you don't have to go it alone. And if you get a good strategy squared away, you can move on with your life and focus on happier things. You don't have to worry about it. It's like eating that one apple in your trick-or-treat bag before you start in on the candy bars and suck. (laughs) That's right. Good analogy, Tony. And um, the other one, another one, we got a couple more here to go through. Putting off legacy planning is another potential retirement mistake. So remember, uh, if you pass away without a trust, uh, that means that your assets are probably going to end up in probate. And that means they could be tied up in court for a long time, thus creating difficulties and high expenses um, for those you leave behind. And scariest of all, not having um, a trust may mean that a judge will give your assets to an, an estranged spouse or a relative that you barely know. If you end up in probate, everybody shows up for court. All the all the family members, all the people that have liabilities, it could be a nightmare. So much like preparing for long-term care, you should really start early on creating a trust, drafting a power of attorney, healthcare directives, the whole nine yards. And once you've done that, you can breathe a sigh of relief and focus on the more enjoyable aspects of retirement. Yeah, there you go. Like uh, sitting on the beach with an umbrella drink in your hand, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, I, yeah, I think, you know, it's about having fun, enjoying your new freedom, but you also have to take care of business. Yeah, exactly. And get that stuff out of the way. Don't procrastinate. You'll feel a lot better. Um, And the article's next potential mistake is to avoid borrowing against your home. And this is another place where the temptation 
you know, kind of makes sense. If you've lived in the same home for many years, you may well have it paid off or at least have a, a considerable equity in it. But as you look ahead to the things that you want to do and experience in retirement, is taking on a new monthly payment really the best strategy? I mean, rather than borrowing against the value of your home, one option might be just to sell it outright and purchase a smaller home and downsize. And that may simultaneously provide you with everything you need while also putting money in your pocket. And also um, reverse mortgages could be a viable option for some. So much like the timeshares, you know, they, they have some negatives, but for some people that don't have heirs and are gonna live in that house for the rest of their life, a reverse mortgage would be a good way to get rid of that debt. If you have no desire to leave your home and you need to tap into its value, you should work closely with a financial services professional to see which options are available to you. Yeah, it all comes down to strategy. I mean, when you first borrow against your home, that cash infusion, it might seem like a real treat, but once those monthly payments begin, it probably starts feeling more like a trick uh, to right. play yes. on our uh, Halloween analogy there. <laughs> Keep a it little going, bit right? more. <laughs> and reverse mortgages can be spooky too, um, but they do have some upside for, for some people. And, you know, it's been fun today talking about our Halloween and tying in our language and using some of our, our, our themes to liven up our topic. Um, so in that spirit, ooh, get it? Spirit? <laughs> we'll lighten things up and switch back to um, maybe a more enjoyable topic. And we'll talk about Kiplinger's advice to not underestimate planning for the extra leisure time that you'll have once you reach retirement. So we talked about this before, Tony, on this show, is that that time gap. You know, we always talk about income gaps and money gaps, but you're going to have a time gap in retirement. You know, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week over the course of a career is a long time. Now you got to find something else to fill your calendar with. So maybe a part-time job um, somewhere that you enjoy, like, like a zoo or at maybe the the baseball stadium or the football stadium or movie theater or golf course. So you can do things, meet new people, have some fun, but it doesn't really feel like you're working. Um, volunteering is another one, either at a school or arts organization um, could be a nice option. You can also dedicate a lot more time to hobbies, whatever that might be. Um, just a good way to spend, you know, versus eight hours on the couch, you know, flipping through the channels, uh, do something to occupy your time. Yeah, good advice. Occupy the time. You've got to fill that time. And a lot of people don't realize, hey, I worked 40, 50 hours a week. Now what are you going to do during that time? Uh, I guess you can only golf and lay on the couch so much. You want to get out there and do things. Good advice. But we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go, Greg? Well, I hope we didn't spook too many people with those uh, scary uh, uh, retirement scenarios. But uh, seriously, there are some pitfalls um, in retirement that a lot of people aren't aware of. Um, there's new risks financially that come up. Um, there's personal risks. And there's a lot of decisions to be made. So if you would like to talk to, uh, to me about that, bounce some ideas, and just kind of have your situation assessed, I'm more than happy to. We can spend a little time on the phone or on a Zoom call. Reach out to us. 791-2924, or you can check out my website at therogroup.org. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Greg. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. 
For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.